Dancing queen, young and sweet, only 17. Podcast. Podcast. Uh, I don't get the why we did that You song. don't get it? Uh, nope. Uh, does it have anything to do with Greece? Is that song from Greece? No, it's ABBA, who are Swedish, and then Mamma Mia uh-huh. was the musical based on their songs, which takes place in the Greek islands i can't believe i didn't put that together <laughs> i'm sure our, all our listeners are screaming at me because of how obvious what would you sing if, if greece was the topic what's the national anthem you know it of greece you know it uh i do know it, but i don't feel comfortable. lamb meat and hairy arms that's what it's called yeah it's a, a lot about lamb meat yep a lot about something pelos i could be your hero baby yep that's too that's a lot of singing at the beginning people feels, feels racially weird but they're 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 whitish. I feel fine. <laughs> yeah, they feel like they're on limits. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Well, we talking about Greece because our friend, comedian Andrew Michael, joined us for this episode. Yeah. And he has one heck of a story about some adventures in Greece. He had a Greece baby. He had a Greece baby. You'll find out what that means, uh, <laughs> if you listen. And he also does a bunch of other super interesting stuff from. Uh, Buying and selling salt and pepper shakers on the internet to very old people and doing cross-stitching and just a, one of our very fascinating comedy friends. Yeah, it was one of those where each of those little segments could have been their own episode. Yes. We and I had it. to stop myself from asking questions because they were so goofy and funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys are going to love getting to know Andrew Michael and follow him on all his social medias. Um, we both traveled a lot this week. Yeah. Traveling boys. We stay traveling. Yeah, we be up there. Yep, I was in um, Pensacola, Florida. Love it. For a bachelor party. Shout yeah. out, dudes. Mm-hmm. Where are my dudes at? Woof, woof. There you go. <laughs> this is a dog pound. <laughs> that was the most beta thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, no, it was a great time. Tyler Orr's my friend, getting married. Shouts out, Tyler. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, if you go to Sideline Sports Bar, that clearly used to be a Pizza Hut in Pensacola, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, don't get the steak. Did you get sick? A little bit. Absolute. Normally people throw up on bachelor parties because of alcohol, but you got food poisoning. Nope. It was an absolute bloodbath. Uh, Did everybody get sick? No. I was the only one who got steak. Everyone else got you know fried shrimp, as you should. Yeah, in Pensacola. And I was like, I'll get the ribeye, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was up all night, and then I slept in a top bunk. At an Airbnb or I'm something? A, you know, I'm, we don't have video for this one, and I know a lot of people might just know your stand-up, might not know my face. Or my bod. I'm I'm big boy. I think the people know your bod. I'm big boy. (laughs) Getting up there was difficult, especially having to Who was on the bottom bunk that was like, you know what? The right order for this would be for you to hop up there. Yeah, it was my friend Chris, Tyler's brother. You're you're a big guy, but you were not like, I'm afraid to sleep on the bottom bunk under you big. No, I would love that. But it was very much like the real world where you get first dibs, the first people there. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and I went and went, I had to go to Alvin's island and get like a beach chair and 
and bathing suit because I'm an idiot. Oh, and by the time for, I get there, to bring I was like, a bathing oh, suit. Oh no, it's top bunks only. You know. <laughs> Where were you guys staying that you had to be in bunk beds? Is it an Airbnb? Well, it was twelve guys in a house, so it was like a okay. big old Airbnb. Yeah. Um, and a few of the guys that were self-aware enough to be like, I snore like a a bear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our friend Tr <laughs> slept on an air mattress in the laundry room because he snores so hard. Um, does his, he's about to get married? Does his new wife know that? She knows that. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're living in sin. Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Pray for Tr. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that was my weekend. Where were you? Um, I was in Cincinnati for two nights, and then Jacksonville, Florida, not that far from. Not close to Pensacola, but same state. Dude, should have come by a sideline sports Sh- bar. Should have come by. I got myself a medium rare. Yeah, baby. Um, Cincinnati was there for homeschool convention. Classic. And you know what happened? I landed at Cincinnati Airport. I get off the plane. I'm walking to go to the bathroom like I normally do after flights. And a woman walks up to me and goes, hey, this is maybe kind of stalker weird, but... I listened to y'all's podcast and recognized you. Oh. So shout out to Shannon from uh, from Atlanta that I met in Cincinnati. Shannon. If you're listening, Shannon. Shouts out. Go uh, Reds. Not weird at all. Uh, we love attention. So if you ever see us in public, give us a... Just yell no worries at not, if not at us. Please. And But also just know that once we post this thing, I wipe my hard drive in my brain and don't remember what we talked about. You won't remember. I've had some people just come up and say something so outrageous and <laughs> random. And I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, I think they're a crazy person. Like, you yeah. just thought? I'm like, I don't remember She's that. like, yeah, I immediately forgot. I'm the one that goes back and listens to make sure nobody like yells the F word or anything. For sure. And you are just like... Yeah. It'd be like if someone walked up to you and was like, you can't start a fire? And you're like, whoa, you're what? Like, well, how do you know that? Sir, this is a Chili's. Take it down. I have had some uh, women Facebook message me and say they outscored both of us on the man test last I week. I got a couple of those too. Yeah. Congrats. I'm all about breaking you know, glass ceilings and gender norms. So. We're feminists. Is that what that means? Shouts out, ladies. I promise to all you women out there, I will never learn how to uh, build a fire just because... That would be toxic masculinity. For sure. And yeah. to prove a point, just because you want me to, I'm not going to do it, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I did actually have a follow-up to some of our last week's uh, stories. You oh, told great. You told a great story. We actually just posted a clip of it about your dad terrorizing those um, vandals. In the uh, uh, children, the children threatening children with machetes. Well, they were also breaking toilets and houses that were being built. And your dad th- threatened them. They were doing. They were defecating in carpet. Not cool. Uh-huh. Well, my mom listened, and she was telling me how funny she thought that story was. And she goes, but it reminded me of a story um, from her brother, my uncle. And so she told me the story about when my uncle was in uh, middle school. He was in Dublin, Georgia. I think he was in the seventh grade. And there was this guy in their class that would always take stuff out of his locker. That was always stealing stuff out of his locker and like eating his lunch. He would eat his lunch. He would go to my uncle's locker and eat my uncle's lunch and then my uncle gets to lunchtime and it'll be eaten as a, in like a bully way i think they were kind of friends but it was starting to get to be a bully type of situation okay we'll have to ask i haven't talked to him about it probably should get his version yeah yeah open um, those wounds yeah but uh and the reason his locker was unlocked is because there was this girl that he was friends with slash maybe had a crush on that would keep some of her books in his locker because it was closer to some of her classes um, so his locker was unlocked and vulnerable, and this guy kept eating his food. So my uncle got so frustrated that he decided he was going to leave poisoned food in his locker What for this guy to eat if he steal my whoa, food. Whoa, 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 whoa. How poisoned are we talking? So what he did is he, the guy would always steal his gum, 
And so what he did is he got a piece of like two pieces of Hubba Bubba bubble gum and cut it in half, put rat poison in it. Oh! Mushed it back together and wrapped it up and then just left them like very visible in his locker one day. And so he does that. He goes to class and he's coming back to his locker and he sees um, this girl that he kind of has a crush on standing outside the locker chewing gum. No. And he said, where did you get that gum? And she goes, oh, I hope you don't mind. I I saw it in your locker and I decided to have some of your your gum. Is that okay? And he goes, oh, no, this girl is eating the poison gum. And... uh, so he told her what happened, and she goes to the to the school nurse, and she has to go to the hospital and get her stomach pumped. Oh my goodness! She accidentally poisoned the girl that he liked. Um, and <laughs> and so then, guess who? Uh, the the but the it did work because that story got around. No one ever went near his locker ever again. For sure, that's a dub. The guy that puts rat poison in food and tries to lure people doesn't Psycho. get messed with anymore. Yeah, it also worked. Yeah, with her like she didn't yeah, they did not get married no i, I figured no, she is not my aunt that is is that not a crime um yeah i mean rat poison will kill people yeah it's thank goodness it was if the guy had eaten it i wonder if he would have even told him or if that would have just been like i mean he would have never got caught for that but he'd probably be wearing it pretty heavy on his conscience <laughs> whoa that is devious that'd be a fascinating court case it sounds like, like something... hey i just had a rat poison in my locker he went into my property and yeah, ate it. I didn't know somebody was going to eat it. Yeah, I didn't force feed it to him. That was my science experiment. I was seeing how rat poison reacted with Hubba Bubba. All I know about rat poison is what I learned from Dumb and Dumber, uh-huh. and it seemed pretty bad. Yeah. It, it seemed very toxic. I think, it, it I think what happens is rat poison, from what I've been told by my mom this week, uh, it like thins people's blood. It, well, that's what, how it kills rats. It like thins their blood so much that they bleed out. And so it can do the same thing to humans. Whoa. Yeah. So if anybody's trying to poison people, that's a good way. Yeah. And also lock your lockers, fam. Yeah. it's Yeah. Don't share your locker. No matter how cute the girl might be, just kind of lock your locker. Don't tell anybody your combination. And also this, it's, I mean, it's good for me. I've never chewed a piece of gum in my life. I mean, I don't like gum either. Really? Yeah. Hey. Look at us. <laughs> cool. That should have been the theme of the whole podcast. Yeah. No worries if... Gum. Yeah. I got a big mint guy. You like mints? I love mints, dude. Mints are so much Why better. Why would I eat gum if I don't if I don't eat it? Yeah, I don't want to chew on something that's not gonna nourish me. Disgusting. I stepped on a couple growing up and I was like, that why would anyone chew this and spit it out? Yeah, no animals. Ever, it never goes in the trash can. No. It's basically poop once it leaves someone's mouth. I'd rather step in dog poop than on gum. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Glad we agree. All right. Well, this is a big moment for um, us. But I thought that was a great follow-up story to your dad's story of, uh, you know, maybe overreacting to children doing stuff. For sure. Could your uncle be on the podcast or he's in jail? He would be great to have on. He's actually, he's a fantastic guy, has lots of interesting stuff that he does. Used to be an actor in LA. So. All right. We, we should definitely get Uncle Jack on. I would love, I would love it. I don't he... have his permission to tell that story, so I hope it's okay. Well, you just said his, you didn't say his full name. I just accused his, him of attempted murder. I don't I don't know your mom's maiden name, so I can't I can't blow up his full name. Yeah, but all right. Yeah, I'm sure people could find it pretty easily. Um, he has an IMDb. You know, can find him. Uncle Jack. Yeah, he was in the Great Debaters. He he's the uh, hey stop giving more details the, about this guy. He, he's the uh, he's the guy the racist guy to Forrest Whitaker. Oh, sick. Yeah, he he uh, Forrest Whitaker accidentally runs over my uncle's pig. And then Forrest Whitaker is pretty mean to him. I mean, then my uncle's pretty mean to him about it. 
All right. But he did run over his pig. Yeah. So we'll talk all about it. Shout out to Uncle Jack. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, before we get into the episode, of course, we need to shout out our sponsor. Uh, Our sponsors had a big week, and we're very honored to um, be affiliated with with this guy. All right. I've got the ad read right here. Uh, This week's episode is sponsored by Elon Musk. Elon has decided to purchase all ad space on the podcast, as well as our homes, lives, and loved ones. (laughs) He can just do that. Elon wants our listeners to know that he is big, strong, and even capable. He is self-made and very driven. I guess you could say he's like a Tesla, self-driven. Ha 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 ha, smiley face. We, Andrew and Aaron, are so excited for the future of the podcast under our new king, Master Elon. Aaron is very sorry for tweeting that Elon Musk is like a Tesla because he's bad at staying in his lane. Not only is he sorry, he believes that free speech is important except for jokes or insults (laughs) directed at Master Daddy Musk. Elon definitely did not send a memo to us written in alien <laughs> written in alien blood, threatening to launch our dumb freak bodies in the into the endless void of space if we do not speak glowingly about Supreme Leader Elon constantly. Thank you for purchasing the podcast Buff <laughs> Buff Genius Elon. We will not let you down. SpaceX, more like Space A plus. Thanks, Elon. Glad to have you on board, buddy. Master buddy. Master master buddy. Uh, Yeah, that's big news. Bought Twitter, bought us. I know. It's a big week for him. Congrats. Yeah, and congrats to us for how much he paid for us for ourselves. $17 billion. Yep, we're living large. (laughs) Very cool. And we we have all that money, and we still have mics that crack. Sorry about that. That has been alerted to us. We're We're working on it. It has been alerted to us. Yeah, as we like to say, you know, we we got to figure out these technical difficulties on a budge because you know we got all this sponsorship money, but we're gonna try to figure it out ourselves. Yeah, we're winging it. Bear Thank with you guys us. For Shouts listening. out, uh, Rob. Thanks from, for finding us in the yeah, airport, yeah. and thanks for reaching out about our cracking mics. Um. Anyway, everyone, please enjoy this very fun conversation with Andrew Michael. Andrew Michael, welcome to No Worries If Not. Hey, thanks for having me. With Andrew Stanley and Aaron Tuning. That's us. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Two Andrews. We got you. You're you're our uh, second Andrew guest. We had Andrew George. Oh, uh, he's a good one. And much like him, you do so many cool things and uh, do cool art stuff. I do. I thought you were going to say we just both have and, two first and, names. And funny. <laughs> and both have first name. Andrew George, Andrew Michael. Andrew Michael. That's, and Andrew Stanley is Stanley's a first oh, name. Stanley's a first name too. Man, wow! This is this is the content people listen I for. I know. <laughs> yeah. Name breakdowns. Name name play. <laughs> people love it. Uh, but no, Andrew does the insane pill portraits, and you. Okay, I've been wanting to ask you about your shaker collection. My salt and pepper shaker. Your salt and pepper shakers. Right. You on Instagram for the past year or so. Uh huh. Will post these. Very unique looking salt and pepper shakers yeah. and selling them. Are you making them? No, no, Do you no, buy them no. and resell them? So this is, it is, and, and I don't even collect them. This is like straight up just a scheme. Not like not a scam, but like a scheme. Okay. okay. My, uh, my mom one time saw someone selling a lot of like 40 sets of salt and pepper shakers for like 50 bucks. And she was like, I bet you could just like buy that and then resell them uh-huh. individually. 
because people collect them. Like, you know, like, you know, people collect like spoons from different places or shot glasses. I didn't know about the spoons. Okay. So I will tell you the age demographic of the salt and pepper shaker collector is, is skewed a little high. Okay. Uh, it's, it's pretty, it's a lot of people, whatever your grandma's name is, that's the name of people who are buying it. Okay. Yeah. A lot of Ethel's Dorothy's, Dorothy's. Um, or, you know, yeah. So it's, uh, but, and so I just, I bought some and sold them on Facebook marketplace. Cause I like selling stuff on Facebook marketplace. I'm always like trying to figure out ever since I like quit my full-time job and just work part-time. I'm like, how can I make some money without doing a lot of work? Uh, I could probably make more money with, if I did the same amount of work, if I was just good at something else, but, uh, but I would just like sell stuff on Facebook. So I just have, I've sold over almost 500 sets of salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> Goodness. Which means I've bought like 800 sets of salt and pepper shakers over the past year. And, and you're buying them in bulk. J- yeah, you look for them at like estate sales or someone getting rid of their whole... Co- it's usually pretty sad because it involves somebody's dead. Okay, yeah. like it's like someone's They're dead. haunted salt and pepper. Yeah, the, yeah, that's... Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they are haunted. story. It's like somebody died and now their kid's getting rid of all these and they just want to get rid of them, sell them for cheap, and I buy them and then just resell them. It's, there's not big money in the salt and pepper Yeah, what, what's game. the markup? Can I'm we not, know? Yeah, I can. I mean, I, I, my, I try to get them for like two bucks a piece is my like ideal. I want to get them that cheap. And like the most you'll sell one, like on average, like eight bucks or something like that. Yeah. Your kids are going to be in private school one day. Their people are going to be like, what'd your dad do to afford this? And you're just like, ah, he's in the salt and pepper shaker. Yeah. yeah. It's real. Like, it, like Randy Jean, my three year old, will like come in. Like, I have like the, in the unfinished part of the basement, I have like shelves, like shelves full of them. And he just now, he, he'll walk in and see me doing something. He just goes, not toys. And I'm like, cause he's heard it enough times. <laughs> I'm like, toys. I know. <laughs> like, you can't play with these, dude. Like, you can't, uh, cause they're very breakable. Uh, but yeah, it's it's incredibly stupid that that's like what I decided I would be doing uh, with the past year of my life. But you know what? Here I am, uh, and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> it, it's so dumb, but it's so cool. And every time I see you post them, I'm like, I don't know why, but I want those. They're they're just like fun knickknacks. Like some of them are really cool. Some of them are just like very functional salt and pepper shakers. What are the really cool ones? What does so, that mean? Yeah, I Aaron, know, Aaron uh, has Aaron and our listeners have. No idea what the picture right I now. I haven't seen it at all. Yeah, and, and I'm going to describe it, and Aaron's going to be like, "This nothing about that is very cool. Like, nothing. I, I've just never seen a salt and pepper shaker and been like, cool. Man, yeah. I wish I had those. Yeah. I, I, the, the ones I like, they're called, like, I've like I've bought books. I like, have learned how to, like, hunt for good ones. They're called anthropomorphic ones. So of it's course. like, it's like a, here's an apple, but it's got a face, you know, like a weird face. I, man. They've been okay. They, so most of them are pretty old. Like a lot of them are like from the forties, and it, there's just this whole world of salt and pepper shakers. They've been you, seasoning people's food since before we were born. Well, the real collectors wow. don't put anything in them. Oh, that that like because that'll ruin it. Yeah, it's but, like taking the princess diabetes baby out of the box. You it, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, you don't do it. You don't do it. But like, I'll, my, my wife and I, like, she loves to go through them when I like get a box of them, uh-huh. and we're yeah, we're, like Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like uh, because she doesn't know. Like, I'll see the ones I'm like I'm buying them, and she so it's just fun. We'll just sit there and like you know watch TV at night, and all the kids are asleep, have a glass of wine, open up these salt. We did a we did it on Instagram Live one time, and oh, it yeah. was really fun. Unboxing uh, videos are big. Yeah, it's a, yeah exactly. But uh, we were taking some of them out, and we were just like, we're like, God, we like keep sneezing, and we're like, what is this? We're like, I don't like. We must be allergic to something in this box. And then like the next day, we were like, oh, there's just pepper in half of them. 
Like someone was you were like, oh man, what's this like salty black stuff? Oh, it's pepper. There's salt in pepper shakers. Of course, somebody put pepper in some of them. That's so funny. You just expect them to have never been used. Yeah, yeah. Please but, don't take this the wrong way. What I'm envisioning is the toy collector from Toy Story 2. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's close to that. Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah. saying you look like him. Well, I'm getting there. It's yeah. okay. I'm not. I get upset. that every once in a while on TikTok, and I just throw the app away i i can't look at my phone for <laughs> that, a while that's why i'm like i don't think i could do tiktok or or achieve any type of slight fame because the second people are noticing me they're gonna start commenting and yeah, i'm yeah. just gonna get real like, i'm gonna go live in the woods <laughs> yeah i'm just like you know what i don't need this like yeah. unless i got famous for being selling salt and pepper shakers but I that could be it you're like what's the guy that got famous from like just putting salt on meat in a attractive way salt bay salt bay you're kind of like that, but like earlier in the process. Maybe I could be part of his thing and be like the sponsored salt yeah. shaker of the week. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what Salt it's Bay the is. Same I industry. Know. <laughs> You've seen Salt Bay. He does the little elbow thing. Oh, yeah. He does that like guy. the salt. Yeah. And he's like super hot. You come in behind him and pick up all the salt grains off the ground and put yeah. them in your little <laughs> yeah. shakers. Well, if anything, you guys have the same philosophy, which is don't put the salt in the shakers. You can't do it. Use your fingers. Well, yep. Use the shakers as decoration and memorabilia. Yep. Wow. I will say, so uh, as far as some of the other fun ones, uh, man, people have tuned out already. They're like, no, we're not going to listen to this. But like the... uh, But the the people that are still here are about to be buying shakers. They they are getting their Venmo and Cash App ready. Uh Uh, You got to also, because the demographic is a lot older, sometimes you got to take a check. And you're just like, like someone will message you and you're like, oh, just buy it. You just Venmo me. And they're like, I don't know what Venmo is. And you're like, you know what? Mail me a check. I'll just go ahead and ship them out. I'm willing to lose the the $3 I spent on it just so that you, you know, like I don't think anyone's trying to scam me out of no, 12 bucks. No. They're like, know? is Venmo your assistant? Yeah. Or... yeah. <laughs> she sounds exotic. <laughs> I think like some of the cool ones, uh, the, uh, a very popular one that I get that you get a lot is a little risque. It's like a, a lady oh. and, then, and then her legs and then the shakers are the top part. Uh, there and so that one like her ears yeah the, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. let yeah. me tell you the listeners are back in yeah they, they, i knew it i was like I'm, watch this we you know, know we know what sells in the podcast i know what industry. i'm doing yeah. inspired by the yin yang twins <laughs> shaking like a salt shaker yes yeah. exactly yep <laughs> sex and salt sells that's yeah. just a fact people are obsessed with salt in this country it's disgusting <laughs> salt addicts but yeah it's it's uh it's it's like hunting for them has become a hobby and and then just reselling it i'm basically just like trying to like oh can i make some money like let's pay for let's pay for the summer beach trip with salt but with the ec- the little bit of extra money like i don't want people out there thinking like man we really need to buy some shakers his kids aren't gonna eat this like that's not really the case yeah it's not my main thing but it's it's just one of the many things that i do i, I know we want to move on soon but i still got a few questions yeah, i would love to answer stay here yeah what, what is the most you've sold some for have you ever like antiques road showed a few and be like oh shoot these are worth 50 bucks so yeah, the sexy ones the most i got for one was yeah, like anatomically correct ones. yeah <laughs> uh, i think the most the most i sold a set for um was like 40 bucks recently and it was it was like an oil and vinegar and salt and pepper shaker set and it was the anthropomorphic ones it was these weird like corn on the cob ladies with dresses and brooms and it was really weird and they were like I almost kept them because they were so weird. Like I was like, these are pretty. Like, you're not gonna see this again. I, it's people. People only pay for like like there. It's not like there's some things that people collect. It's like this is worth X amount of dollars 
across the board. Mm-hmm. It's like salt and pepper shakers are just like, if you don't have this one and you want it, you can pay $40 for it. Or if you wait two weeks, I'm probably going to knock the price down to 20 because no one else is buying it. Like right, it's not, right. yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, someone's going to listen to this. Who's in the salt and pepper shaker national club, which, I, which I am too. I paid $20 to be part of it. Are you serious? I did just for the info. Yeah. It's like a whole, they're like, you know, you can best practices. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. There, there is a convention. Oh my gosh! I don't think I'm going, dude. Well, I, you, what you need to do is somehow find a way to do stand up at the convention. Yeah, because you'll be the only comedian that has the background, and that's where you make the money. You yeah. charge them a corporate speaking fee. Next thing you know, you've got a salt and pepper comedy empire. I just have a feeling like it's like it's going to be hard to keep fans when they keep dying. Like yeah, that's just, the thing. They can only buy tickets yeah, to about one show. Yeah, it's like, hey, see me next time I come into town. And it's like, oh, they're not going to be around <laughs> next time I come into town. And if town. they're around, they won't be able to hear you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hey, when you get them to leave their salt and pepper shakers in their will to you, it uh, feeds itself. That's not a bad idea. There is one lady who You've I... thought s- about this. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about it right <laughs> now. I, there is one lady who is selling her entire collection. She had over, uh, over 15,000 sets. And what? she wanted like thirteen grand for it, and I was like, I can't come up with the thirteen grand. Also, I have to like buy a house to hold all of these salt and pepper shakers. Yeah, that's insane. There's no way she had a lot of like meaningful relationships going on. Oh no, dude. They there was like a tour like of the house because I think she was trying to sell her house too, and so you do a virtual thing, and I, we it was every room, floor to ceiling shelves of salt and pepper shakers. But like, I, imagine how creepy that would be if you just like. If you're a burglar and you just broke into this lady's you, house, you'd walk around and just be like, I am, this is the wrong house. Yeah, yeah. yeah this no, lady's yeah. And then us. you're going to break like half the stuff in there. It's like, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're made of like, they're made of like porcelain and ceramic. It's not like, yeah. That's a good alarm, you know? Yeah. You're going to hear them <laughs> topple some porcelain. That, I, was, I was thinking like, if you walk into someone's basement, there's the obviously scary stuff, dolls, mm. chains. Yep. Yeah. If I just saw Florida ceiling salt and pepper shakers, that's more unsettling to me. Yeah, like if you saw the top shelf on the right shelf, it's just full of salt and pepper shakers that are shaped like corn. Just different types of corn. Yeah. You see, you see the chains, you see torture devices, and you're like, I know what this person does and it's bad. Yeah. If I saw that, my mind would go wild. Like, yeah. I don't know what they do, but I don't like it. But it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's yeah. soul's captured in those. It's like some <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. For sure. Yeah, they look like little urns. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they could have like the ashes of someone's gerbil. That's how I hide the bodies. Gerbil cremation. Yeah, <laughs> it's really just a front for your serial killer. All right, well, that style. was a good uh, twelve-minute salt and pepper shaker we, intro. It went we a lot it. longer than I thought it could. I was, it was fascinating. Yeah, I liked it. You're gonna get some business from this, but unfortunately, you might to. also get some competitors because people are gonna learn how lucrative this industry can be. Again, I want to reiterate, it is not lucrative. <laughs> It is, it is a lot of, it's, it's for it's love a, of the game, baby. It's just for, you know, it's like when I just, I got two kids. So it's like, I'm chilling at home and it's like, oh, I can box up some salt and pepper shakers while they're napping. I can't like go work, you know, like, I mean, I do work, but on the days <laughs> I'm at home, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's not a ton of work. You're ordering stuff and then sending stuff. Yeah. And also Facebook marketplace is so fun. It, it feels like a video game. It is, and they make it really easy. You just print the shipping label off, and then just drop it. Just drop it at the post office. Like you don't even have to wait in line or anything. Yeah, so. and it's not like furniture where you're like, if you got to come pick it up, I'm not shipping you this couch. Right. It's very yeah. They're all small. Stuff. I'd order six by six by six boxes, and I put them all in that, and that's it. There you go. Facebook. They've got a thing. They're they're onto something. Yeah. 
Yeah, those Facebook people, they sure are making money. <laughs> Off of me, Good they do them. take a fee. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They're in the industry, too. Uh, so is that what you meant by art? Is this the art um, you That do? and also, well, to get into the other hobby, and maybe there's more I don't know about, cross-stitching. I cross-stitch. Also. I'm a cross-stitcher. I'm an old woman. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, cro- I started cross-stitching um, probably like two and a half years ago, uh, and just for fun. I found a kit that my wife had Before had. the pandemic. This was before, right it before. feels like something that you would do once the pandemic started, but you were into it when you could have been doing anything. I sensed something was going to happen, and I wanted the transition <laughs> to be better. Smart. Uh, I was Smart. like, let's just ease my way into doing absolutely nothing and not having to get up. Uh, and so I, I learned how to cross-stitch just for fun, and then I you know made a couple designs and then started making a lot of it like just funny sayings and then put some flowers around you know it's like funny to have a movie quote or arrested development quote and then just some roses around it, like something that looks like it'd be at your you know at your grandma's house or something and then it just kind of turned into me recreating like i make like classic tattoo designs of like sailor jerry you know stuff like that and uh and i just started taking commissions when i when i really started doing it was was during covid and i People were sitting around. I was sitting around, and I just started taking commissions. I did like something like two hundred cross stitches in like a year and a half, and Man. it was nice because I was just like, it's just again, just another source of like a little bit of money coming in for doing something. Hey, the kids are in bed. I'm just gonna cross stitch. Like that's what that's what I like when I leave here and go home. I will eat dinner and I will cross stitch. That's like what I do most nights of the week. You sit in a rocking chair. So I don't sit in a rocking chair. I do have a preferred chair, though. There is like a recliner that I, it, that I could put my elbows up in oh, the yeah. right. And, and it, it has your shape. It, right? Dude, it, Built it in. 100% does. And there's just like all this lint from like cross-stitch thread like sitting on the side of it. Yeah, the kids aren't allowed to go near it. Oh, the kid, no. Most of the things I have, the kids want to play with. And I'm like, absolutely not. You can't touch any of this stuff. Again, this might seem like a toy to you, and I understand. Yeah, but. yeah it's a hoop, and but it, but there's needles in it. You got to be careful. Yeah. But, but yeah, the cro- the cro- I do um, like at my own Instagram, like, Stitch Before Dishonor. I'll plug that is yeah. the uh, <laughs> the Instagram that I, that I have. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I take commissions and also just do stuff for fun and then just try to sell it. Um, yeah, it's it's just something to, like a creative thing to keep keep me going. I don't know. Yeah, and it's so many quotes from people's favorite TV shows, like you said. Pretty there's much. A lot of like The Office, a lot of Rest of Development. Yeah, I did. There's a, a stint I did like a lot of what we do in the Shadows ones. That mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, there's yeah a lot of TV show quotes for like the stuff, but then also just just whatever somebody wants to come up with funny saying that their friend said, or just a design. Like I've had people be like, Hey, I have this on a t-shirt that my girlfriend got me. I want to give it her a gift. Like it's the first thing she ever gave me. And like, Oh, we'll, we'll recreate and do a cross stitch of it or something like that. That's great. Yeah. Love it. Love it. It's great. Yeah. What we do in the shadows. If anybody listening hasn't watched that is fantastic. It's one of the best shows. It's so funny. And, and the movie. The, yes. I haven't I haven't seen the movie. The movie I've only seen the movie. I think so. it's hard to go show and movie and appreciate the movie as much, but not because the movie isn't good, but it's just the show has four times the amount of content because it's a yeah, TV show. Sure. So it's right, like, right. oh well, the movie was funny, but you can think in your head of all the funny episodes. It's like, well, yeah, it's because that was yeah. a TV series and there's three seasons of it. So yeah, yeah. Comedy about modern day vampires living in Staten Island. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Big it's recommend. Um, yep. So we got salt and pepper shakers, cross stitch, cross stitching, 
comedy. Co- yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah I do stand up comedy. Yep. And tattoos. So I don't tattoo. I work at a tattoo shop. God. Uh, I work at Only You Tattoo in Grant Park here in Atlanta. Uh, but I am like the desk guy, counter person. You know, uh, taking Concierge. care. Yeah, I answer phones. I clean up. I set up tattoo stations. I break them down. I do a lot of cleaning, uh, ordering of supplies, stuff. A lot of the stuff that like isn't doing tattoos. I like I. I had been getting tattooed there for like about 10 years. And then um, when my first son was born, I quit working full time. I was a screen printer. I used to make t-shirts. And so I quit doing that, but still needed like a little bit of part-time work. And so they offered me a gig at the tattoo shop just because I've been going there for so long. So, and that was like three and a half years ago. So I've been working there about three and a half you years. You completed your punch card of tattoos. Yes. And then, the, and then the, you the, get to work there. You get to work there. Mm-hmm. At the yeah. front or it seems like you couldn't pay. You got a tattoo and you're like, I can't pay for this. Yeah. And I just put in some hours. Instead yeah. of washing dishes at a restaurant, they're <laughs> yeah. like, well, you just have to work. Yeah. There. Now you just have to answer phones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had somebody come in with such a bad tattoo idea that you had to talk them out of it? It's hard to do that because, like, I have like like I have a portrait of like Ernest from Ernest Goes to Camp tattooed on me. So it's like I can't in my right mind try to talk someone down from that. It's like I got a lot of like <laughs> you lost your credibility. Yeah, and I mean I love it because I love the Ernest, but it's like I mean I have like I, I have a lot of great tattoos like with tattoo like ideas. I also have a lot of dumb tattoos, but they are done very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, I'm just like hey whatever. You want to get tattooed? That's fine. I think you could you could potentially flip that and be like, that tattoo is a bad idea. This is coming from a guy with an earnest tattoo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. You could use it. I just never want to like, everybody's into the, like, how does the salt and pepper shaker guy say that something's lame? You know? Like, <laughs> like everybody's got to be into something. You know? If, if And I'm just like, if that's your, if that's what makes you happy. Yeah, do that for sure as long as it's not horrible like horrible in like a moral way yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like a nazi song or yeah 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 ernest didn't hurt anybody no no although who knows i don't there's pro- someone's probably but there's an article and i'm like ah, well <laughs> yeah. all right ernest yeah. goes to camp still holds up yeah, ernest goes to jail he did something <laughs> he did, he did go something to jail. Mm-hmm. he was wrongfully convicted in that movie that's uh, the plot that makes I, sense. i'll admit that i don't know what you guys are talking about ernest p Worrell. I don't know. You don't know anything about Ernest no. movies. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! Tell me, tell me what, you. What should I know? Grew up rich without telling me you grew up. Is it is redneck comedy? Is it a poor people show? Uh, it's it's redneck comedy. Yeah, he's not a wealthy man. No, uh, there's Roy D. Mercer. Do you remember him? Yes. Prank shows. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Roy D. Marshall. It was, was a good. thing that what? our parents thought were the funniest things. Well, in the I probably world. just wasn't allowed to watch it. Was You've it? never seen er- Ernest like goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest Ernest saves Christmas. Saves Christmas. That, was, saves, that Christmas? was the first one. There's was... reindeers on the roof of the warehouse. I don't know. It was it was white people Medea. Okay, that helps. It yeah, it's like real. <laughs> the, the titles are the same. It, it really yeah, goes it's to like jail. very. It's like very slapsticky. So he uh, um, did Tyler Perry appropriate white culture by creating Medea. Hundred <laughs> percent. Wow. <laughs> It was ours, dude. Jim, Jim Varney, the actor, he created this character, like Ernest, and he's just kind of like a dumb you know, Southern guy. And it became popular. He would do local TV commercials, but like all over the country, but just like the local ones. Uh-huh. And so then from that, they made movies out of it. And that, for context, too, to tie it back into Toy Story, the voice of Slinky Dog. Yep. Okay. The mm-hmm. redneck sound of voice? Yeah. That's him. That, okay. How old are you? 29. Oh, that's why. How old are you, Aaron? 32. Oh, I'm, see, I'll be 36 this year. I feel like you miss. I feel like 
Maybe I we're in the it. right age range. It's age range, but also an air of like coming from a redneck community a little bit. Okay. I don't know if you did. I did. Like well, Southern my humor was from Pennsylvania, thing. but that doesn't mean. Okay. 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 But maybe we're just. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're just a lowbrow fan. I'm gonna look I, into I, it. I'm gonna look into it. Guys. I don't know if you would love it now. Yeah, you had like, to. I had have, to hit you at the right time. I have got like I've my son has a little Ernest doll that my friend bought him, and he like mm-hmm. hangs out. He like it's like he carries him around. He loves it, and I've started having him watch clips of Ernest, and he really does. But it's very. Does he think that? Oh, Dad has a tattoo of my toy. <laughs> I don't. It's on my thigh. He's not seeing it all that often. <laughs> okay, I love that. That's where you got him. You got well, Ernest on your thigh. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on my forearm. <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know what he looks like. Well, he looks like. <laughs> let's see your let's, thigh. Let's, let's see, see that thigh. There he is. Okay, right nice. He looks yeah. like a baseball player. Yeah, he's got a cap. That's great. Wow. He had his own TV show too, you know, like a a morning. I think a morning kids show. Okay, man. Yeah, that's one of those things you just you just feel like everyone knows Ernest. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's listeners screaming at their phones right now. 100%. How dare Andrew not know who Ernest is? It's okay. Well, I do now, guys. I've learned it, and I'm going to look into it more. I would more. say watch Ernest Goes to Camp. Okay. Because that one's like, I think it's the, and I've seen most of them. There's a few at the tail end that like. We don't talk about those? They weren't very, I, you know, they yeah. just, it wasn't. They were just doing it for the check. <laughs> I don't think it was a very big check. Uh, but like, yeah, but there was, uh, there was an era like camp where they were in theaters and it was like a thing. Okay. I, I, Ernest Goes to Camp is my favorite. Are you Googling something, Aaron? <laughs> yeah. Ernest Scared Stupid was a big one. That's the one. Scared see, stupid. that's the one I'm surprised you didn't know because if you were seeing like stuff on like TV, uh-huh. it was like uh, Hall- when Halloween, because that's a Halloween movie, when Halloween comes around. I feel like mm. when we were kids, they would play that one a lot. Oh, yeah. And Christmas, obviously, and Christmas. Comes right. The one that I don't think I've seen, and it probably didn't age great. Do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, we don't talk about Ernest Goes to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I one. I uh, know nothing about the Ernest universe, but I can already tell that one's a problem. I will say I have ac- I've never seen it just because the cover alone just looks like it's going to be bad. It doesn't look. No, yeah. There's like a like you a love tribal, him too much to watch it. Yeah, I don't want to ruin tribal it. headwear type uh-huh. vibe. Bad. Look, there's you seen Ernest? Familiar? Uh, yeah, that looks like a problem. That does look a little bit familiar. All right, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Africa one is not surprised yeah. it's still there because I feel like they delete stuff like that now. Right. All right, so we're gonna add Ernest to your weird, fantastic list of hobbies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another big it. one. Kids. I have two kids. Two kids? <laughs> you knew where I was going. It's a hobby. Two kids. two kids. There are two of them. Um, back in, when, when was your adventure with... Um, Randy Jean was born. Does that born. mean conception? What does that mean? Kids, yeah, that's yeah. what I call That's what I call conception. I call it the adventure. <laughs> Andrew goes to sex. That's when did you and your wife do the... Do the, do the <laughs> when did you and your wife do the adventure that led to Randy Jean? In 2018, I think. Yeah, because last thing I remember... In I guess it was 2018, Dedrick and I, former guests on the show, were hosting a recurring show at ASW Distillery, yep. and we had you booked on it. And then I remember you like Facebook messaged me maybe a week before the show and said, hey, so sorry to do this. I have to drop off the show. Um, my wife just went into labor in Greece, pre- yeah. pre- pre- premature, and so I got to fly there tomorrow. In the country, not like... 
Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not <laughs> it, not in a bunch of grease. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's just really bad timing. She was, change, yeah. she was walking over this puddle of grease. She's a mechanic. Uh, she, <laughs> that's, why, that's why she went to Greece. That's she had she, a big mechanic. Yeah. Her grease that, broke. She's got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They do the convention in Greece. It's ironic and it's tough for everyone to get there, but they have a good time. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. My, my her wife. grease broke. <laughs> that's disgusting. I'm sorry. Is it mechanic humor? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, obviously very serious yes. and scary. Yes. And yes. we were like, oh my gosh, uh, I guess you can, it's kind of, you know, douche move of you to cancel on the show, but yeah. Yeah, I, I guess go to Greece. I canceled a lot of shows and I was like, I'm never going to get booked again. Uh, and yeah. then I was like, I have to f- remember, I have to get to Greece. Uh, yeah. So she was on a trip with her friend. And um, so, I mean, not long story short, cause we were talking about, it, but she, she gave uh, her water broke at like 23 weeks. And kept her on bed rest in the hospital in Greece. I got there um, maybe like a day and a half after, uh, just because I had to get on a plane and it's the time difference and stuff. And uh, so our son Randy Jean, uh, he was born then at 24 weeks on the dot in Greece, premature, um, weighed like one pound ten ounces. And Gosh. so then we, yeah, then we just we were like, okay, like I had a backpack with like two days worth of clothes. Like we had no idea what was going to happen. It was kind of just like, we didn't know, are we going to be stuck? We weren't even thinking, are we going to be stuck here? Are yeah, we going to get to go? Just get there. Get I there, was get just there. like, I just have to get there. Like that's yeah. all I have to do. And, um, and so, yeah, we just, my wife was in the hospital then for like another day or two. Then they discharged her. And we just, I started calling bookers and said, Hey guys, don't like, don't forget about me. All right. I got back out of this show. <laughs> I know I got some more important things going on, but I can't do five minutes on your show. And uh, but no, we got like an apartment, um, and we just had to live in Greece for like two and a half months uh, yeah. while he was kind of fighting for his life uh, for a while there. It was pretty scary, but because um, he was in the hospital, right? He yeah, was- he was in the incubator. He was intubated. Um, he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't breathe on his own. Um, and the doctors in Greece were amazing. Uh, any neonatal care physician is. Amazing. Uh, neonatal, that's so close to a bad phrase. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't talk to them. There, there are a couple of neonatals. You know, I started saying that and I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. Neonatal, <laughs> storming the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was, it was a wild experience. Like, eventually he got better, or I say better, he grew um, and then became stable because it's like really touch and go. Like, if you're in like a, if you're in the NICU, you know, we spent 130 days in the NICU between. Greece and the United States, they flew him on like a medical airplane to Northside Hospital in Atlanta. And that was a whole insurance yeah. thing that they decided they wanted to shell out the money for. We Whoa, didn't have to that's pay. That's amazing. Well, because if we were to have to pay for like a private medical airplane, From we would have been Greece. like, well, we're just going to stay in Greece because yeah. like we had our lives set up. We're um, happy with the care here and it's way less expensive to stay. Yeah, it was like half a million dollars to fly him to the States. And uh, I was like, does the insurance know that it's just free over here? Like, you know, like they, you know, because Greece kind of covers it for you. But, um, so Greece, so Greece was just kind of, yeah, stay as long as you want. I think there, someone in Greece is going to listen to this. I think that there was a bill and we have just been kind of told that it's like, eh, just don't worry. Like, don't, it's just, just kind of how they do it. Greece is so cool. They're so awesome. Yeah, I mean, like if uh, I should, we had our second kid in the states. I was like, we should have just gone to Greece again. Yeah, and right. had it covered. Like <laughs> yeah. you, know? you break even, just like flying yeah. to Greece to have the baby. Yeah, and it, it was like, I mean, we joke about it now. It's not like like I remember when I made a post about it on like the first thing because people were like, 
my friends were wondering what was happening. So I like made a post and this guy I went to college with was like, well, at least you get a vacation out of it. I was like, my son is dying before he, I was like, (laughs) I remember the the message you sent me said, um, I think you just said my wife lost the baby. Are we pretty sure? Like, cause it was that serious. It was like, this is not like a high likelihood. Yeah. Randy Jean's going to make it. It Yeah. Almost kind of, it was miraculous. Yeah. It, we, the first call that I got from her was like, Hey, we're going to lose the baby. Yeah. And it's just kind of how it is. Um, and cause it was so early and for some reason they didn't deliver the baby immediately and just kept her on bed rest. And, um, yeah, but it, it was kind of like, we just didn't know what was going to happen. Like even we were sitting in the hospital in Greece waiting, like having her being monitored, waiting to see what would happen. We were just like, this isn't going to, this yeah. isn't going to end well. Like yeah. we, we kind of just thought that it wouldn't. And then when it, he was born, then it was like, Oh man, we got to like, all right, let's like, now we got to figure some stuff out. We got to like, where are we going to live? You know, like we're here in Greece. Like, do we get a hotel? But then it's like, can't stay in a hotel. Cause I mean, we were, when he was born, it was pretty much like, Oh, best case scenario. We don't leave Greece until his due date, which would have been the end of January. Right. And so it's like, so we were just like, I guess we just have to. This like, is October. This is October. Yeah, October second. And so it's like, I guess we just need to hunker down and just like figure out what we're gonna do work wise, what we're gonna do. Because like I like kind of work for myself making T-shirts, so that was pretty easy. Chelsea uh, worked at a company, and they were very gracious uh, with her job. Um, I'm gonna go me, which was huge. People really helped us out. Um, I'm very grateful for that. Cause I don't know where we'd be now had we not had that. Cause we yeah. would have just blown through all the money that we had saved, uh, yeah. which we would have, but, uh, it was, it was cool that everyone helped us out, but Take like some pressure off. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, we found our, our best friend, Amanda, who's Randy Jean's godmother. Um, she flew over like the day he, after he was born or maybe the day, maybe that evening or something she got in um, and she just stayed with us for two weeks and just helped us. Like she got us our Airbnb that we then turned into a long-term, uh, place. She became friends with the people at the bakery down the street, uh, because we didn't know where we didn't know how people were wanting to send us stuff. Like just can't, like clothes, anything. Like I just, like we didn't have anything Yeah, because we were just on Chelsea had vacation clothes for a week and I had a backpack full of, with like, then you just crammed full of stuff. Yeah, I just like ran. I just like got. I got on a plane, and so like she, like we didn't know. I didn't know how to address. Like, how do you? What's our address? How do you write an address in Greek? And so she like made friends with this baker, or like they ran like a cafe, and they're like, oh, just have them send it all here. Just send all the stuff here, oh, and amazing. we'll take care. And so because we could only visit, like in the states. And then Nikki, you you can kind of like when we got back to Northside, it's like oh, you can just kind of be here all day. But in Greece. Um, it was a public hospital. It was like the best place to send, um, to have like a premature baby. They're like, uh, their NICU is incredible at this hospital, but you can only visit twice a day for half an hour at a time. And you go in with all the other parents. So it'd be, we'd go at like, I think it was like 11 and then we come back at like seven and you all wait in line and then you all go in, wash, wash up, put on some like scrub stuff. And then you just, like Chelsea would or I would go talk to the doctor and they'd give you updates on your kid. And then while the other one just kind of chilled and, you know, hung out with them uh, for a while. And then uh, like we didn't get to hold him 
until so it was like November fourteenth was the first time we got to hold him because he was wow. just in he was just intubated in this in this box uh for a long time. So it was it was it was very hard, but uh I know this isn't funny content right now it's but funny. uh skip it if it's not funny yeah if it's not we funny don't, we yeah. don't care well yeah. come see me do stand-up because i do have some bits you have i have a lot of i have a lot of bits about yeah. it this um, is all yeah. fake we're waiting for the punchline this yeah the payoff's yeah. great but um uh he's he's very healthy now i mean he still has like some uh muscle tone issues he goes to physical therapy and stuff but like if you just saw him he just looks like kind of a small three-year-old <laughs> he's yeah. like him and my one-year-old can wear some of the same size clothes uh but my one-year-old's also kind of big so <laughs> gotcha all right hey why was your wife in greece originally was it vacation yeah, or yeah she, she or? has a friend um her friend john um he'll like get these incentive trips with his work you know they like do a certain amount and they and she's so she's gone over the years like she's gone to mexico gone to spain all this stuff with him and so she was just there on this trip with him um, and then, and then that's kind of when it happened. Um, wow. yeah, I, I was not invited on the trip. Um, but you found a way to I get found there. A way to get. I was like, I'm getting there. I'm going to fly. That's what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what uh, do people over there, you know, my dumb American brain, I'm like, everyone kind of speaks English. Do they in, because we were in Athens. Yeah. It was very easy. Go dogs. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah. Go dogs. Go yeah. They're all wearing their all dog yeah, stuff. It was cool. Uh, now, it, because it's just a big city. Most people spoke English, uh, at least at like when you're going to the store right, or right. you know talking to. You could at least communicate. Yeah, yes. it was difficult with um, some of the doctors and nurses, depending on who it was that you were talking to. But luckily, um, one of the doctors, Nia, uh, she was American, uh, and just her parents are Greek, and so she grew up going to Greece, and she lived in Greece, and so she was, she would even if she wasn't on call would, would be like, Hey, if you have any questions about what was said, I'll just come in the next day and then I'll call you guys and let you know what's going on. Um, so she was, she was super, super helpful. Uh, and we actually, right before COVID, we flew back to Greece with Randy Jean and did two weeks, uh, in Greece on vacation just to like do to see Greece. And we got to, we went out to dinner with Nia uh, and she got to like see Randy Jean and yeah. he's like a baby outside or not. I mean, he was one at the, like one and a half almost. And like, so she got to like see this kid that she like saved his life. And yeah, the plan was to go back to Greece every year and do a similar thing and just see different parts of Greece. Cause we, we were pretty confined to Athens cause we didn't want to, we didn't want to leave Athens Cause we, all right, we're going to go to Santorini on a little boat tour. And it's like, so they give you a call and like, Hey, you need to get here now. Like, cause this will, you know, something's happening. So we, when we went back, we just, yeah, we went and saw a bunch of different parts of Greece for two weeks. And then, yeah, the plan was to go back every year. And then we literally, we got COVID like really hit while we were in Greece. Yeah. Like, they closed the U.S. borders and people were calling us. We we're we were in Santorini. We're stuck dude, again. We were in Santorini at our Airbnb <laughs> and people like, dude, stop going to Greece. Yeah, they're, they're, my buddy was like, it's like the island in Loss. Like it doesn't want to let you leave. And we were just <laughs> you're like, like, we have to go back. Yeah, and, and we and we uh, we cut our our trip short by like a day because every like luckily it was at the end. But then we got back and we had to. They were like, oh, you've been out of the country. You have to quarantine for two weeks. <sighs> And we were like, well, this stinks. And then all of our friends were like, oh, God, that really sucks. And then like a week into our quarantine, everybody just stopped 
but everything shut down. So yeah, it was our fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go back to Greece. Yeah, yeah. Is Randy Jean Greek citizen? So they don't have it. Uh, we don't do that with uh, Greece. Uh, so he does not have dual citizenship. He yeah. has a weird American report of birth abroad certificate. It's not like doesn't say certificate of birth. It says certificate of like American citizen born abroad or something like that. And it was a whole thing. We had to like go to the embassy and they're like, they don't believe you that you have a baby. They're like, this doesn't seem real. I'm like, there's, and they, we had to get him a passport and they're like, oh, just bring him in. And we'll take a photo. And I'm like, he's in the hospital. They're like, we'll just take him out of the hospital. I was like, he lives in a box. Like, like, I, like, what do you, I haven't touched him yet. Yeah. Like, what do you want us to do? He's and in like, a little greenhouse in the hospital. It was yeah, funny. Cause I'll come here. Well, she, yeah, that's what, well, they, they did eventually have to go there really? to make sure that he was our baby and Whoa. that we weren't like back, like American back scammers ch- or just like back channel adopting a kid, you know, like pay, oh, paying right. someone like, Hey, we're going to give you, we're just give you four grand for your kid. He's our kid now. But they did, they told us we had to hire a photographer to go to the hospital to take his passport pictures. And I went to like a Greek photography place and the guy was like, just use your iPhone. It's fine. They're not going to know. I was like, okay. Yeah. So he has a forged passport. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So it was Randy Jean always identity fraud. He's three. Yeah. Yeah. Was that name always the plan? Randy Jean was always the plan. You didn't want to name him something really Greek? Yeah, Demetrios or something? Yeah, no, we thought about it, but it was like we just had our hearts set on... Like, Randy's my dad and Jean's my grandpa, so we just wanted to do Randy Jean. Yeah, And we were just like, eh. It'd be... Like, he's already going to have this story, and like... Yeah, I just didn't. Not know. a lot of Randys born in Greece, too. He might be the I only one. I think he was the only one. He only was, Randy. yeah, he was the palest baby in the Greek NICU. <laughs> Every other kid is like covered in hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, get, they get leg hair already. Yeah, yeah, they're full, full grown beard. They're smoking. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, if, if, if you name him something, like he would have to talk about it all the time. As right. opposed to he can just divulge it if he wants to. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I, I don't even know at what age he's going to understand. Like you, you ask yeah. him where he was born, he says he was born in Greece. But it's like, what age does does he grasp that? Like, right. And it makes it hard for the other kid because you're like, oh, Waylon is my one year old. Like, you're just born regular. You're just yeah. born at a regular time. Boring like, birth. No, at non, time we just planned. the yeah, just the regular miracle of birth, not the extra no. miracle. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty boring actually compared yeah. to our previous experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you feel like a, a super close bond with greece 100 people now yes yeah. feel like you root for them in the olympics and stuff <laughs> oh of course yeah i'm trying i'm trying out like i haven't made it to anything but i'm waking making my way through all track and field i'll get there <laughs> i feel like some people would you know you either it, it's that way which i feel like i would be that way too where like, this is a special place forever now mm. or some people would be like i'm never coming back here i think for us it was it was like it was such a victor like when we went back to visit that was like our victory lap where it's like we like this doesn't and it doesn't hold anything on us any like any yeah. of the, like the trauma and stuff is still there like we still have bad memories but mm-hmm. like the good memory i mean our son's like alive so yeah. right so for us Greece is in our head i think is always the place that saved our son's life yeah and so i i mean i'm not saying that wouldn't have happened if he was born in the state i have no idea but Right. It's not the way it worked out. So in my head, Greece saved his life. So we will forever be in, in debt to Greece. We eat Greek food all the time. There's like some really great Greek festivals that happen in Atlanta, and we take the kids to them just because, like, 
I don't know. It just makes us feel, yeah, we weren't there for that long in the grand scheme of things, but like it was a, a real big thing that happened to us. And like, yeah, we want to keep going back to Greece forever. Like that's, I want my kids to see Greece and I want, I want to get together with, the doctors and nurses and stuff. And I hope that they can like see him when he's 16 years old, you know? Right. Yeah. The good thing he wasn't born in like Bahrain or something. I know. Like, oh, I guess we got to go back to Bahrain yeah, every year. There could be, there could be worse places. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, Oh, Oh dang, we got to go to Greece and go, Oh, I guess we'll go to the islands. It's oh, like the it's place beautiful. that people dream to go on their honeymoons yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. guess, I guess we'll bite the bullet. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Like we yeah. love it over there. Yeah. That's amazing. That was great to hear the full story. Cause you know, I've always had like one foot in the Atlanta comedy scene. There was always a, I feel like a lead story every year. Yeah. It was yeah. like that. It was Catherine and Dedrick breaking up. It was Paul <laughs> Edgar getting shot 50 times. It's oh, T.I. Yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, So I was like kind of new, but it was just, it was good to get all that contact. I guess our, uh, out of all those, Randy Jeans is the, is the happiest one. <laughs> yeah. The happiest ending. But yeah. it was a good like four or five months of like, what's going on? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember when I was when I was first starting stand up. I remember I was just going to see the different shows, and one of the first ones I went to was you and Paige used to do this like news. Oh, news weekend! Flash. I went to a news flash. Really? Why? I had never. Nobody been to, went to that. Well, I had been done stand up like three times. Yeah, and I was like, you I need to start going to some of the shows. And I went to it, and it was awesome. You guys would do like a weekend update thing. Yeah, where, that, where was it? So we we started doing it at. Um, at the hangar and it was okay. just like so the hangar would have this open mic the hangar was, was literally an old like plane hangar yeah that i went to some shows there i didn't go to y'all's there but it was it was just where what part of town was it in it's in it's right off the belt line in yeah. like in uh in old fourth ward it was like this cool venue there's just this old plane hangar it was awesome yeah and we would like they would have this open mic and it was kind of like when i started the hangar was kind of just starting i think and that was just like the hang that was like what you like, cause you could kind of always get on the list was really long, but it was also just like a fun place to hang out with the comics and the, like the, the show would just be so long yeah. and it was all comics. So we'd there was be like, like a cooler with beer, like suggested donation. Yeah. It was not legit, but it was, it was like, so I was like, Oh, why don't we like, let's do some fun things to like break up the, like the monotony of an, of a like, long open I mic. Just, 25 minute sets yeah. back to back to back to back. And so I came up with the idea of like, oh, like I love like weekend update style jokes. It's just fun. It's just the setup is the headline and then the punchline. And so I did like dressed up in a suit and mm-hmm. sat in a chair and did like news flash. And then I was like, oh, well, like Paige wanted to do it. So then we did it together. And then we were just like, let's make a show out of this. But like, how can we make a show? So we just did it as a competition. So like two comics would have the same headlines and they'd go back to back and That's whoever right. had like the better joke, you know, would like go on. There was stand up in between and stuff. It never caught on audience wise. Like it was one of those shows that like it was fun for the comics because you got to do those headline weekend update style jokes, which like nobody does in their regular stand up, but it's like still fun to write them. But so the comics would always have a lot of fun, but nobody would ever come. Like we did it at the hangar, we did it at Highland Ballroom for a while. It was at Village Theater for a That's little bit. That's where I saw it, it as Village Theater. And I brought a date. We were a real audience. Hey, there you go. Yeah. You paid? Yeah, I paid. There you go. Thank yeah. you. No problem. Is yeah. it Anna or is it someone else? Hey, it was someone else. Oh. oh. It was right. before Anna. I met Anna. Okay, cool. So, 
But yeah, that that show it was super fun, and I regret paying fifty dollars for the giant banner that I had made to hang on. <laughs> but it's such a good premise for a non just traditional stand up show because it teach it makes the comedians write topical jokes based right. on current events, which is something that's so valuable for Twitter or yeah. for submitting a writing packet if you want to write for a TV show one day, especially one of the late night shows. Like those are the jokes you kind of need to learn how to write if you want to do a certain type of comedy job. For sure. So. It was very funny and also a great opportunity for comics. So yeah, I thought I, it was really cool. I think we just never had a, a good rhythm of like, we'd change where we did it. It's like so important just to hang on to a spot. And yeah. so, but it would be one of those things where it's like, we well, have to pay to do it at a place. Yeah, right. And then you'd, yeah, it was fun. There's 10 people there. It's like, yeah, we just lost $150 <laughs> because we didn't make enough money off the bar. And it's I like, had to buy this suit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, how often? Like, I just can't, I just, I, I just didn't want to lose. We didn't want to lose. Keep putting money into something that like we weren't yeah. at least breaking even at. It's like, I'm not trying. Like, I know I'm not going to make a fortune doing this, but like, I can't like, I can't justify losing seven, like 75 bucks between the two of us each month. It's like, ah, eh, it's not, that's not worth it. Yeah. Well, you are back out doing stand up now. Which yeah. Which is great. I've taken, I took some time off, uh, during COVID. Uh, I just got, I don't I just, I've spent enough time in a hospital with my child that I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it again. Um, it just didn't seem to me worth the, the risk. I'm not, and I'm not like saying that as a blanket statement for right. anybody. Everybody has, not everybody has children. And even the people with children don't have children who were in the NICU and even the, everyone has their own issues. So anyone who just heard your story should be able to understand. Yeah. And so, and then like once, once we got vaccinated, we, I felt a little bit better about it. And then I did like two shows and then it was like Delta variant. And I was like, we're going back in the bunker. Uh, like let's, let's do. And so it's just wiping down all these salt and pepper shakers. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just been recently that I've kind of gotten back out into the rhythm of things. Um, probably the past like two or three weeks I've been doing shows and it's been great. And, it feels awesome and I'm super stoked to be back out. Um, and I'm very gracious for all the people who have not forgotten about me uh, and right. are happy to book me on their shows. Uh, and I think I still am sort of funny. So yeah. <laughs> have, are there some people that you felt like are like, he's over, like uh, he abandoned us. I Name names. I yeah. don't know. I don't think so. Everybody, at least everyone that I know, Everybody who, loves you. Of Andrew. course, I know. Everybody's that. been yeah. super, like, super supportive, and like, we're glad to see you back out. There's plenty of people who are have started since I yeah. during COVID that I'm just like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, and they don't know who I am, and why should they? Uh, I'm not like you know. I'm right. just I was just a guy who's been around and used to run some shows. So it's like, and I ha- and since I haven't been around and I'm not running any shows, they have no reason to know who I am. Uh, no well, they're, one, they're about to learn. Well, they're about to learn. Yeah. 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 Ernest is back. Ernest is back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how can people follow you to see your shows? And yeah. To see everything, your your stuff you're selling. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, my cross-stitching is at uh, on Instagram at Stitch Before Dishonor. Uh, but if you want to just uh, follow me, uh, it's mostly, it's the same pictures on the cross-stitch one. <laughs> Uh, but more salt and pepper shakers and more, a lot of children content, uh, a lot of pictures of my kids. Uh, and it's, uh, at Andrew J. Michael on Instagram. And that's like the best, like, I don't really do Twitter anymore. Um, just because I would just be posting the same things that I posted on Instagram and Facebook and Facebook. It's about the same thing that I'm doing on Instagram, but less because 
I'm just not on Facebook. That Facebook's much. really just for moving those products. Moving the products. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, the old ladies aren't on Instagram quite yet. <laughs> yeah. But All the old ladies are on Facebook now, which is so they one hundred percent are on Facebook. It's and they for some reason they're the only ones who get hacked. Like I feel like I'm friends with like a lot of my friends' moms on Facebook, and it's always like, "Hey, don't answer this message for me. I've been hacked." And I'm like, "Why?" No, you've been hacked because you answered the message from yeah, the person. Yeah, I'm like, "Why you. are they?" Like I've been on Facebook since 2005. Yeah, I remember when I was like a freshman in college, and we got it. Yep, never been hacked. Yeah. I've been on it. So long, no one's ever hacked my profile, but someone's always hacking one of my friend's moms, and they like put their picture in, like make a new account. I'm like, what is the end game here? And it's funny because they're the generation that when social media started was telling us, it's all pedophiles, don't trust anybody yeah. online. Yeah. And now they're the ones that are like, oh, well, they seem like they need help. Let me give them my social uh-huh. security. And I'm like, they, yeah, like, then they're coming to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just- my friend. Um, last question. Uh, what is your uh, email sign off? What do you put right before your name in an email? Oh, I just I just put I put thank you. Just Th- thank you. That's it. I don't have because I don't have like a job job. I don't have shake like, it, shake it up, shake and not stir. Death before uh, dishonor. Death. Yeah. Uh, keep on stitching. Uh, yeah. Here's the here's the thing I've realized since stop since I stopped like making t-shirts like since my career like my full-time gig i don't get a lot of emails it's yeah. all like no one's contacting me about stuff it's it's just like hey it's so-and-so's birthday and that's about it yeah yeah and all the other work things you do are social yeah, media inquiries right? yeah, yeah yeah i'm not like i'm not yeah no one's like sending me emails about salt and pepper shakers because it's like if they can figure out facebook it's like i know they have to have an email to figure that out but like that's too many like that's too many steps like we can't i can't go emailing people about stuff like that right fair enough well thank you thank (laughs) thank you andrew michael goodbye thanks y'all no